Gen Z podcast. Welcome to the Gen Z podcast. I'm your host JP Jackson and today we have Courtney in the building. Welcome Courtney. Hello everyone. <laughs> It's me, Courtney. <laughs> For those that yes. do not know you, who is Courtney? Okay, I am Courtney Lake, also known as Courtney sometimes, mm. known as Courtney. Often, my parents struggled a bit with the spelling of my name, so my birth certificate had a different spelling to what they told me the spelling was, mm. like for a very long time. And then, when but it I wasn't got... like a combination name, like a no. Oh, okay. So it was like you need supposed to be Courtney. Yeah. Okay. So say it as Courtney, spelled mm. as Courtney, but spelled Courtney on my birth certificate. <laughs> Yeah, very complicated. <laughs> very so whatever you'd like, you know. Mm. But sometimes also I like to go by Courtney Love Makeup. Oh wow. Yeah, because Which I your... really love makeup. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, and then also Courtney Love like mm. was a very um wild and interesting figure. She was Kurt Cobain's betrothed and baby mama, so I just like think she's such an interesting person, so that's where the <laughs> so inspiration came from. All these personas growing up, or is these just things that you picked up along the way? I did, yes. Like, mm. there's so many facets to who I am, like, and there's so many things that I'm interested in. There's so many, um, just like personalities mm. <laughs> that's inside <laughs> of me. Yeah, it's so, like, yeah, and I think that goes for everyone. Like a mm. lot of people put themselves under pressure to just be like the same person all mm. the time and they don't like let themselves go a lot of the times you know you don't need just to be stick you. to yeah <laughs> one idea of who you are you mm. can be anything you want to be <laughs> <laughs> okay we can you don't need to go dive into the inspirational quotes we'll give you an opportunity <laughs> to do that okay sure <laughs> So you went to school at the Settlers, yeah, and there obviously it's a, bit, a cultural dynamic as well as academics. You decided to go when you left school. You decided to do a very academic route through actually going to study medicine. Yeah. How? What was your thought process in deciding that? Yeah. So I'm going to answer that question in a bit of a roundabout way. I'm just mm. going to give you a bit of my background, like what was my family. Mm. Um, home environment like and things like that okay. because I think that really fed into what I decided to do mm. and um, my parents you know they um, actually met in bible school so yeah I was always exposed to Christianity and particularly evangelical Christianity mm. so that like really fed a lot into who I was because I was always taught to fear God and mm. always taught to respect Christians. And, you know, um, my dad passed the church and my parents were very, very involved in ministry. But on the other hand, that comes with that is like a lot of financial struggles. So, yeah, I had a lot of um, experiences where um, we just weren't very well off at all. I grew up in Malibu village and 
you know, everyone around me was in the same struggle. So I didn't really see anything different about it until I went to school. Mm. So my parents also placed a high value on education and they made an effort to send us to schools that were outside of the area that we lived in because they felt that if we went to former Model C schools, like <laughs> you mentioned the other day in one of your podcasts, was like, and they still call it that, guys. Yeah, like, yeah. what is up with that? Like, it's generally an apartheid term. Like, why do for we still... For premium education. For premium education, yeah. <laughs> and then, anyway, so, yeah, so I went to La Bian's primary school, which was actually such a fascinating experience because... We had teachers there who really played around with the curriculum mm. and they would like let us play on the field sometimes. And if we like colored in really nicely, they would give us like 17 out of 10 projects. <laughs> <laughs> so very interesting, but such a great experience, you know. And then when I went to the Settlers High School, I really struggled in particular subjects, but all in all, I really excelled academically, mm -hmm. like in primary school and in high school, blah, blah, blah. You know, just I, yeah. And at the Settlers High School, it, there was a lot of focus on academia. Mm -hmm. So I think a lot of people in South Africa can also relate to this because a lot of our schools are set up in the way that we have sets and mm -hmm. top sets. And if you are in a top set, mm -hmm. you know, in you the get... Slipstream. You get all the good teachers, you get all the great yes. things. Yeah. And then you just feel great about yourself. <laughs> like you just, even if you're like slutting bees or whatever, mm, mm, like you mm. still like, yeah. you know, I'm good, I'm Gucci. <laughs> and when I was in grade nine choosing subjects, I was like, I want to do history, I want to do Kosa, I want mm. to do English because I was super into English, like very into reading, like would read so many books and was like really obsessed with literature and art and things like that. But I was also good at science. Mm. <laughs> and I will say, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. I, and it's it's just like, you know, I think a lot of people had this experience, but I was pressurized to take science as a subject mm. going into grade 10 and like called to the office, mm. you know, and said like, why are you choosing these subjects? Like, don't you want to choose these subjects? Mm. Because, you know, we are maths and science school and yeah. Yeah. blah, blah, blah. So, <laughs> yeah. So then I was just like, I was kind of really excited to last physical science <laughs> and like, okay, I'm interested in bio, but yeah. like, let's go with it, you yeah. know? So I went with it and then... For some reason, in grade 11, they make you choose what you're going to do for the rest of your life. Mm. And then in another one of your podcasts, I heard you say, like, in our culture, like, mm. a lot of the, um, you know, the vocations that are available to us or the mm. things that we are aware of is teacher, doctor, mm. accountant. And so I was like, um, I love God. I want to help people. Like, mm. my whole upbringing, like, focused on you know, serving, mm. serving people and that yeah. every soul is important. Like, okay, what can I do? I'm going to try and go for medicine. Mm. And so I applied and lo and behold, to my surprise, I got in. Mm. <laughs> but honestly, it was just like, I didn't do lots of research on mm. what I could do. Um, back then, the internet was a thing, but like... <laughs> I don't know. We mm. weren't like that active on the internet. Mm. Like I wasn't um, 
confident enough to do like my own research and actually explore what is out there. Mm. And at school, they tried to expose us to different things. Like yeah. they said, okay, go job shadow here, go do this and that. But when you are younger, you you do like take into consideration others' opinions of you mm. and like what would be best. And because of the way I grew up, um, it was very much like, no, this is great. Like you got in, yeah. so go for it. You yeah. know, you cannot You're the pass chosen up. One. Yes. <laughs> and honestly, that's how it was like yeah. in first year, the first lecture we mm. had, they were like, clap for yourselves. Mm. Like you made it mm. into medicine. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, thanks. Okay. But like, this is where the difficulty starts. Mm. So funnily enough, when I was in first year, I then failed science. Mm. And this was now physical science. And it was like, my world went yeah. go 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 like, yeah. I was Rocky. like oh <laughs> my god <laughs> like what's going on like I failed yeah. something and you know it's it's like sounds funny but honestly it rocked my identity mm. and then I started to question everything like yeah. do I listen to other people like do I take other people's advice like should I listen to my parents yeah. it was just like such a transformational experience but I was still so stuck in what I could do yeah. and what I could be and so even in my psyche I was like no you know this is such a good opportunity like mm. don't pass it up and just continue mm. you know like why not continue because yeah. even though you failed one subject you can go into an extended program mm. which adds another year to your studies but you're in medicine. Mm. Like, no one else gets this. Do you know? Yeah, yeah. JP, yes. do you know? Do you know? <laughs> do you know there's so many people who want to be yeah. doctors? Yeah. And you're just like, okay, cool. Mm. Like, I'll stay in it, you mm. know? So that's how I ended up studying medicine. Mm. <laughs> I know that was a very long answer, but... <laughs> no, but it's, uh, it's good that you give us the backstory and then explain the decision-making. Because someone might also be in that situation, might also only know two or three career paths and end up doing something that they don't necessarily want to do. Also appreciate the fact that you're dropping a lot more pod references. <laughs> so like, yeah, you know, guys, be... watch more. <laughs> so you touched on it that you actually were in the program. You then failed physical sciences and then started a whole different way, different alignment in that you didn't want to do medicine. I was starting to see medicine as not a career for you. And a lot of people just feel like once they're in it, like you say, they just need to stay there. But you got to a point eventually where you said, this is actually not for me. Yeah. Do you mind just telling us what you, what was going through your mind then? Mm. So I think like a very big deciding factor was my mental health. Mm. Because listen, like the schedule with medicine, doing like... 24-hour calls and then still like, you know, life happening around you was really difficult. And I had never really struggled with mental health before. So, you know, a lot of people experience this where you go to university and like literally all your skeletons come out. It's like, <laughs> oh, you do this, yeah. like you do that. Like yeah. it's literally where your mental health is tested mm. a lot and I think like people that didn't study they can 
um, relate to that in the working world. Like, you know, it brings out a lot of your little skeletons. Mm. And all of a sudden, one day before an exam, I just had a panic attack. Mm. And now was I can look back. this your first one ever? Yes, or? this was my first one ever. So it was like my brain just went blank mm. and I just couldn't stop crying. Like I was just crying and very hysterical about the fact that I'm going to fail and I'm not going to make it. And this was when I was in third year. So up to that point, I was now passing each year and making it through. But at university, there was a lot of struggles, you know. And as I said, like, um, I knew what it was like to struggle financially. And even though my parents... Um, worked really hard and they left the ministry, they got jobs. I was very aware of the situation, um, the situation and how much debt I was accumulating, mm. how much study debt I was mm. accumulating. So that was another pressure on me where I felt I can't leave this degree. Mm. Like, okay, I'm passing, so now I need to pass so that I can get this job so mm. that I can pay off my debt. Yeah. Like, what a vicious cycle, guys. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. it was just very, very strenuous, very mm. emotionally draining. And then I lost a couple of people in 2017. And then I decided to take a break from studying. Mm. But that made things so much worse because I got so depressed being at home, yeah. not being active, like having a, a pause on my studies and just, you know, not doing anything that was fulfilling. Mm. And when you are depressed and when you have anxiety, it's sometimes really difficult to realize that you're depressed. <laughs> like you just feel um, so confused. Yeah. You feel your brain's going blank like a lot of the times. Like you can't, you're not interacting with people the way you usually would. And you can't bring yourself to do things. Like your brain is literally going Go, 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 the whole time. Like, if I could just describe it in action. Yeah. And yeah. then, like, you know, it's just a lot, guys. Yeah. But then at the same time, I didn't accept the fact that I was depressed. Mm. It was so odd. Yeah. Because I knew there was something wrong with me, but I was just like, no, I'm yeah. fine. Like, okay. My grandma died, who was mm. like a second mom to me. No, you're fine. Like, oh, you can't spend time with your family because you have to be at school. Yeah. Like, you actually can't leave. Oh, people are protesting. You are protesting mm. because you want free education. You know what it's like yeah. to be at school every day. And you can only focus on the fact that, like, your fees aren't paid. And, yeah. like, they might block off your card, like, anytime. Mm. And, I mean, I had this experience at primary school. At, in high school, you know, our parents and us go through a lot yeah. to just get a better education because we feel that that's going to be the key that out. unlocks yeah. life. Yeah, yeah <laughs> exactly. So what was the approach to you when you started vocalizing these feelings? Because I know like from my mother's perspective, my mother also suffers from depression. And when she mentioned this to a family and said I'm going through this it was almost like oh but what is that dice all in your cup what's happening there mm. did you what was your experience like when discussing that with your family so my and experience friends. was <laughs> very 
positive in a sense that I could see like everyone was really stressed about it, <laughs> but they were very much empathetic. Mm. They were like, okay, you know, um, you depressed, so, but it's like, now what? <laughs> now what you going to do? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because like, you're still yeah. in a degree, yeah. you know, and like, there's, there's shit that needs to get done, yeah. basically. Like, are you going to pause your life? Mm. But people are generally very empathetic. But I think they also look for reasons. Mm. Like, they want to know, like, what did you go through? Yeah. Like, why do you feel this way? Mm. And, you know, then that opens the door for being vulnerable with people that, you know, might not have the kind of reaction that you're expecting. Mm. And so... When you open up about your mental health, it does sometimes open the door for more questions, mm. more investigations yes. into what you're doing and so on. But, you know, I think a lot of people experience it yeah. like across this lifelong journey. Like I've seen a lot of people with anxiety as well that wouldn't describe yes. anxiety. Because they don't necessarily have the words to say that that is what it is. Like yeah. I have this feeling, I feel a certain way when doing this, but all the t signs point to anxiety. But it's almost like they don't know what that is. They don't know, they don't recognize that it can be that yeah. and acknowledge that it is that. Yeah. And then work towards getting better or doing, making building like processes to kind of deal with that yeah and like you said <laughs> oh my voice just is like <laughs> and like you said opening up especially amongst each other allows for that uh collaboration that communication so that you can also improve you can also see this is what's happening in my life and how do i deal with it yeah mm. vulnerability is such an important tool for connection mm. and i think a lot of the times we, you know, we're all acting as ourselves. Because you've got three characters. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> so I'm either acting as Cortani yeah. uh, or uh, Courtney uh, or Courtney Love Makeup mm. or whatever it is. But that's the Each one of these thing. have Instagram accounts. It's just a one. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's two. <laughs> there's two. We'll give you an opportunity to plug them. <laughs> No, but that's only for a reason. You yeah. know, that's another thing. I'm yeah. so glad you bring it up because I think, you know, we've all watched the social network, guys, mm. but mm. like we don't even understand how much like smartphones and the internet mm. and like the things that are at our disposal distract us from mm. like how we feel. Mm. Because I've, you know, I've experienced this way. I didn't like quiet. Like I couldn't really deal with things being quiet. And that was a manifestation of my depression or mm. my anxiety because I needed something else to focus on mm. so that I wasn't focusing on what was going on inside. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't even know what your question was. But, <laughs> like, honestly, we, were just plugging, all, yeah. we were just plugging your Instagram handle. Yeah. So then you got out of that and left medicine and now you're on a different journey, which... Mm looks very positive and you very bubbly and how where are you now that made you in such a solid place yeah so with medicine like you know i enjoyed it to an extent but i realized i don't want to spend my entire life working mm. i want to do things that i enjoy and 
like can get fulfillment from basically and i've always been super into makeup like mm. as a little girl um my mom used to sell avon you know she's in the yeah she's a no she didn't go there but she sold avon she sold yeah. honey yeah. i mm. think she possibly did even sell tapoy like what didn't that lady do yeah. anyways but like i've always been super into like that expression mm. of artistry and you know i recall when we you know those little career days at the avat yeah. school there were these people doing special effects makeup and you know um i was like you know i can't do this i'll be wasting mm. my life because i might not be able to actually make money from this yeah. like i thought very much in terms of like what can i do that's fulfilling and that will also make money mm. but you know it's important to think about the financial aspect of things but like we aren't products yeah like we human beings yeah we human beings and we need to be yeah. a bit you know <laughs> so i'm just i finally had the courage to step away from that degree because mm. i realized like if i'm struggling now and i hate this now and i've um i became depressed like i was very anxious having panic attacks and i realized like you know sometimes you have to have the courage to step away from something even if it's a good opportunity even if you have like the fullness of your identity in this thing because you don't have time to do anything else step into the unknown because that's where you know life begins mm. a lot of the time and mm. so i just decided like i'm going to leave university my parents were very like stressed about it but they were so loving and empathetic towards me and i'm very very privileged and grateful for that you know um that i had parents that were understanding and sometimes you know they can be like <laughs> like okay what now <laughs> like are you going to study yeah. another thing you know uh, that's a question that i get all the time like mm. okay so What's yeah, have you ever thought like okay you're doing you in financial services now mm. so you're going to study accounting mm. like you know and then you're like no i'm you know i'm doing my job and mm. i do makeup on the side and yeah. it's fun and i'm enjoying life <laughs> and that comes with its own stresses mm. so yeah i'm just you know very confident in mm. what i'm doing because i'm finally on a path that i chose mm. because before i was listening to everyone else around yeah. me yeah. yeah i mean that's great because i've also been doing this now for a little bit and doing the numbers every day and i do feel the two complement me as a person because i do like have a professional life as well as the things that i enjoy doing like this mm. and of course spending time with my wife Yeah. <laughs> so, Shout out to Kelly. <laughs> so for me it then gives me the holistic view and also spending time with the Lord. Like those type of things keep me grounded and keep me and makes me feel like that's the best version I can be. And that just sets me up for a better life. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm just going to do some quick fire questions before we just okay, end sure. off. So I'm going to give you like two things and you decide which one you okay. like prefer. Okay. Samosas or pies? 
Okay, I've obviously watched this podcast, but like they both give you indigestion, guys. It's like very intense. Like, when are you eating the samosa? Like, when are you eating this pie? You know, you need to choose the time. So mm, I mm. choose none. Like, okay. yeah, neither. neither. <laughs> Motorbike or car? I don't have a license, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, I feel four like you can't abstain to like... all of them, though. You <laughs> okay, need to, like, yes, if you, I definitely, if you, if you yeah, I definitely can't. One, definitely can't. Because not the car or the bike is going to give you indigestion. <laughs> very true. <laughs> very true. Yeah, so no, definitely a car. Yes, definitely a car. I'm, like, safe in mm. the little car. Is there any specific car that you, like, like or not? I like cars that get you from A to B. Mm-hmm. Like, that won't break down. <laughs> so, like, I like red cars. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's yeah. what I like. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I really don't know anything about cars. Like, <laughs> clearly, yeah. Kusista or Dunkin' Donuts? Kusista. Okay. Like, hands down. Yeah. No debate. No debate. No debate. None at all. I mean, <laughs> whoever wants to debate, we can fight. <laughs> like, meet me outside. Again, the last one will probably also give you indigestion, but Gatsby or Wembley? I would say Gatsby. Okay. Like, Gatsby's are just so delicious. <laughs> and, like, it especially like you're masala like steak. like, to a moon now. Okay? I... Then all you hear is, like, stars, Gatsby's. <laughs> Gatsby's <laughs> like, Gatsby's. Yeah. Like, five Gatsby's. <laughs> no, yeah, no, definitely Gatsby. Yeah. The, you know, there's Rennie's for that indigestion. Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> but you won't take it for the samosa or the no, pie. No, it's so small. <laughs> I guess at least you know you know you're gonna get mm. a portion and then you can suffer the consequences. Yeah. But for one little for samosa, one little... <laughs> it's uh-uh. not it. It's not Mm-mm. it. So then, though, one thing we like to close off with is, if you could give one piece of advice to your younger self, what would that be? Hmm. So the advice that I would give to myself is, have self compassion, because. You know, a lot of times we're taught to have empathy for other people Mm. and have, you know, compassion for other people. But we're not taught to, like, cradle that little inner child and Mm. tell them, you know, it's fine. Like, you've been through it. And sometimes it's time to take a step back. So I would say, like, have self-compassion and also take action Mm. because you don't want to you know, harbor too long on the decision. And yeah. then, um, you know, life is going to pass you by. Mm. So just like enjoy every moment, have mm. self-compassion and take action. Hey. Yeah. So <laughs> thank you very much for coming through, Courtney, and all the personalities and for <laughs> sharing your story with us. And I really, from my perspective, I really appreciate that you were so open about it and that we can have conversations like this openly because yeah. we shouldn't be hiding away the way we feel and keeping that inside and start making decisions that's best for us as a human being like you said not a product (laughs) (laughs) not a product (laughs) so if you like the content like share subscribe and we out peace bye